0: Five at five sports of Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, well, uh, Jim, uh, the Twins bats—you know—they have a good game and then and then went to sleep a little bit again uh, yesterday. You know, it's hard to predict. Uh, and uh, batting average with runners in scoring position is a kind of a mercurial stat. That's a little bit of good fortune for a while, usually, but it's kind of a recurring theme still with the Twins struggling to get guys in from scoring position.
1: Yeah, I think it has some legitimacy in this case because I think you see guys trying too hard. I think you see their best players, uh, the guys who should be run producers, and especially Buxton and Correa mm-hmm. not swinging the bats well. You see Polanco, who probably takes the you – know, I think Karoloff is taking the best at-bats of anybody right now. Polanco is generally their best at-bat taker. He's been hurt. He has not contributed much this year. So I, I do think that they are bad with runners in scoring position, bad with the bases are loaded. And I think it's up to the big guns, so the guys making the big money, to break him out of it. Uh, Buxton's been terrible lately. Correa's been terrible lately. Um, and you know, hey, Royce, Royce Lewis had another big hit yesterday, and he's going to be a, a wonderful addition. But you know, you shouldn't be asking that guy to carry you. It should be the big money guys carrying. Yeah,
0: that's right. With much money comes much expectations, and they gotta they gotta do the job for him. Do you uh, do you think that there's uh, like. We still see Buxton and others swinging and missing at sliders in the dirt. Now we know that the uh, pitchers uh, have excellent sliders in the big leagues. But at, at some point, you got to figure that out. Miguel Sano never did, and that kind of cost him uh, his career. Are guys guess hitting up there quite a bit, or is there so much information uh, that they that, 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 that think they know what's coming and they go ahead and swing no matter what?
1: It, it's a good question. I'm not sure I've gotten to the bottom of that. I mm-hmm. do think uh, – listen – they, give the, they have a massive amount of data and information. They provide that to the hitters. But every hitter has to figure out what works for him. Some hitters are better off going up blank and just reacting to the pitch. Some hitters uh, are better off just having a little information. Okay, he's going to throw you this pitch. When he gets two strikes on you, he's going to rely on this pitch. He's going to start you off with this pitch. Uh, and some guys really are analytical and want to know everything about the opposing pitcher and plan it out. But the problem is, you really no matter how much data you study, you still don't know for sure what's going to be thrown up there. Mm-hmm. And so I think, it, I think it's a, a, kind of a, a scary crutch to rely on too much data. You better just be able, able to react. And so I, th- I, th- I think in hitting, old-school philosophies still ring true. You look at the Ted Williams hitting chart. You swing at pitches close to the middle of the plate, you're going to be a great hitter. You swing at pitches on the corners or out of the strike zone, you're going to be a terrible hitter no matter who you are. Mm. Uh, I still remember uh, Chuck Knobloch saying my strategy is either if they throw me a get-it-over fastball, I'm going to jump all over it on the first pitch. If they don't give me a pitch I like, I'm going to try to work the count as long as possible and wear them down and see all their pitches. Mm. These are really basic philosophies, but they work well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this group, for whatever reason, whether it's communication from the hitting coach, uh, it, it's not working. And I usually defend coaches because they don't, they shouldn't be, you know, they're like the lowest paid employees on the field. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people use their own hitting gurus anyway. Torrey Hunter always used Bobby Benilla and, and Bill Springman, a minor league coach. So it, it feels kind of like a cop out to blame mm-hmm. the hitting coach. But in this case, something's not working.
0: Yeah. Uh, Popkin, new uh, first-year yep. hitting coach, where did he come from?
1: Yep. Oh boy, I'm blank on that now. Um, I'd have to look it up. I, can't, I, I know I knew that at one point, I can't remember it at the moment.
0: But he comes in and things have kind of changed uh, over the year. Uh, it seems like a lot of modern-day hitting coaches just try and refine what a guy's doing already. There isn't uh, a Charlie Lau around anymore who taught the same philosophy to every hitter. Uh, but sometimes figuring out what a guy does best can be a challenge.
1: Yes and uh and the interesting thing here is Popkin obviously is not having success. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not all his fault but it is his job to at least nudge people in the right direction and I'm not sure we're seeing that. Mm. Uh James Ralston, the best hitting coach they've had here, uh who's here in 2019 when they set the home run record, a mm-hmm. uh, very charismatic guy, very smart guy, kind of guy you can get, you know, who can kind of loosen people up as well as teach them. He's an assistant hitting coach in Detroit. Mm. Uh I have hard time believing that you know, I, I don't really see uh, the Twins trying to or being allowed to hire somebody off a competitor or staff in the middle of the season. But I would just keep that name in mind if this doesn't work out. Boy, that'd be an easy hire.
0: How did he wind up leaving the Twins? I don't recall that at yeah. all.
1: He got a chance to go be like this, basically the assistant manager, offensive coordinator for Don Mattingly and with the Miami Marlins. And you know, he, he wants to be a manager someday, and that was a huge promotion for hitting yeah. coach. To get that job was a great deal for him. Of course, the gets fired. Coaches go get, usually get fired with the, the manager. And then he was looking for a job, and he ended up hooking up with the Tigers. Uh, but he's, I, I was always very impressed with him. Again, not just knowledge, but his charisma. He can get people to laugh and get people to relax. And sometimes these guys are under so much pressure. They work so hard. They put so much pressure on themselves. Sometimes what they need is somebody to lighten things up a little bit
0: yeah no doubt, and and uh, thus they're squeezing it with guys on base. And that's a time where the pitcher should be the guy feeling the pressure. He's the one with the with the hitters out there, whether they be in scoring position or not. And unfortunately, it seems like hitters are are, are so anxious to 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 deliver runs that they wind up putting too much pressure on
1: themselves for that. Yeah, and it, it's all the stuff we're talking about is easier to say than do, but it's yep. also necessary. You cannot help the pitcher out. You can't swing out of the strike zone. You can't swing at the pitch he wants you to swing at. You have to work the count, work the at-bat, so you get that one pitch. You know, it's probably about, everybody estimates, there's probably one good pitch to hit per bat on average. And you better better identify it and you better do something with it, otherwise you're at the pitcher's mercy.
0: Yeah. Uh, Vikings OTAs continue. Are, uh, is it a concern that Justin Jefferson hasn't appeared yet at the OTAs?
1: Uh, no, I mean, there's no way he was going to practice without a new contract. We all knew that going in. Uh, the real question is, does it, it, it doesn't hurt the team. You know, he's a very smart guy. He's already incorporated in the offense. Nobody's worried about that stuff. Uh, the question is, is it a signal that negotiations are going to be tougher than they had hoped? Uh, and listen, I've covered a million uh, negotiations, and I just don't think we need to be worried about it in May. Uh-huh. You know, if, if if we get to August, or if he doesn't come to training camp on time, I think that's the time to say, "Okay, this could actually affect preparation for the season. It could affect conditioning. It could cause something of a rift between the player and the team." I just can't worry about it in May.
0: Uh, there's a report coming out too that you know I don't think it's a big surprise that apparently Aaron Rodgers did try to get Brian Gutekunst fired while they were there.
1: He's an idiot. He really is. Uh, and Gutekunst, listen, you. Rogers can make the case that hey, you he didn't go get me a number one receiver when I wanted one. Um, you know, but they developed Devontae Adams. You know, number they 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 did very well with number two picks. They yeah. gave him a running game, they gave him a good offensive line, they gave him defensive talent. It wasn't maybe perfect or what exactly what he wanted to see on draft day, but this just speaks to egomania. I mean, give me what I want or I will try to get you fired. I mean, you know, this this is supposed to be a team game. It's supposed to be an, and it's supposed to be an organizational game, you know. And and eventually, I understand people are going to move on. Tom Brady just wanted to go try his own thing. It worked out great for him. But that's in part because he never made it a big fit. He never tried to make the case that Brian, that Bill Belichick you know, was a jerk. He never tried to get Bill Belichick fired. He just said, okay, time for me to go. I'm going to go. And I, I have enough confidence in myself. I'm going to have success. Rodgers wants everything to be somebody else's fault. Hmm.
0: Uh, the NBA Finals begin tomorrow night do the Heat have any chance against the Nuggets?
1: I don't think so. If the, if the Nuggets stay healthy, if their key players stay healthy, I think they have too much. Um, and, you know, with the Celtics, the Heat had a huge advantage in coaching, uh, huge advantage in that their best player was tougher and more, more suited to taking over a playoff series than the Celtics' stars. Um, and, the, and then they jumped out right away and made the Celtics kind of panic. Hmm. I don't see any of the advantages there. Uh, Spoelstra might be a touch better than Malone, but it's, but it's close. Yeah. Uh, Jokic is going to be the best player in the series. And he, and probably the only guy in the league who controls a game better right now than Jimmy Butler or LeBron James is Jokic. Yeah. Uh, they have a great point guard that I'm not sure that the, uh, the, the Heat match up with, and they have uh, depth players who know their roles very well I, you know, listen, anything can happen in sports, but I'd be shocked if this, I, I'd be shocked if he even put up a really good fight.
0: Yeah, I, I've, I'm kind of thinking a gentleman's sweep and uh, that it'll be over in five.
1: That would be my pick.
0: Yeah. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at five sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.